in my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in, to kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time again for the November 21st edition of Weekly Signal's Weekly Review, a reality-based mash of contemporary events compiled from the world's great newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now, the news. In Iraq, a man promising work lured day laborers into a minivan, then blew it up, killing 22 people. Oh. 30 people were killed in attacks in Mosul, Bakuba, and Baghdad. Four American security contractors and an Austrian were kidnapped in Basra, and a deputy health minister was kidnapped in Baghdad. That's just a normal week in in Iraq. Yeah, but... Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. (laughs) And, and, um, you know, bring it on. Mission accomplished, and you know, bring it on. I think you're sounding more and more like George Bush. You know what? I honestly, I and I, I know we said something at the time, but that may have been the single most irresponsible comment of a U.S. president of my lifetime. Well, for one line, yeah, you're going to pack irresponsibility into one line, yeah, to say right as you as you the insurgency is well to say bring it on to, uh-huh. to people who you've just invaded, and and uh, yeah. Senator John McCain said that American troops in Iraq were fighting and dying for a failed policy. Henry Kissinger said that he didn't believe in military, that the, a military victory in Iraq is possible. And Army Specialist James Barker admitted that he had raped a 14-year-old Iraqi girl and helped murder her family in March 2006. Yeah. This other fun facts yeah, just, from Iraq. It just, it just keeps, you know, rack them you know, up. You know, I, I believe that we said that a, a military victory in Iraq wasn't possible what, three years ago? Well, let's see, before we invaded. Yeah, before we invaded. Yeah. Henry Kissinger takes three years to do it. He gets headlines. Yeah. What's wrong? Yeah. How come we're not getting headlines? <laughs> we, we, we Honestly, honestly, you no, know, really, before the show was on, prior to the invasion of Iraq, Weekly Signals, we were talking about the lead up to this insanity, and we were right. Uh, you know, and I hate, and I'm going to say it again. I've said it before. I know you have too. It's not like I take any pleasure in being right about this stuff. It's yeah. just that anyone who looked at this situation, knowing that uh, there was a good reason why we've never invaded in in Iraq. I mean, in any well, we have actually. I should say that wrong. We've never tried to take over Iraq. There's a reason right. for that. A I good think what reason. you have to do is be a war criminal. Yeah. Or like OJ, you know, have um, yeah. Perhaps done something unspeakable. Yeah, perhaps. President George Bush told senior advisors that the U.S. and its allies must make a last big push to win the war in Iraq. And then instead of beginning a troop withdrawal next year, he may increase U.S. forces by up to 20,000. There were all sorts of figures floating around. The Pentagon said uh, they came up with three proposals. This is another headline. The Pentagon has three proposals. Increase troop strength, keep it the same, or decrease. Well, thank you, Pentagon. Gee, now what's my fourth option? I wonder how many millions, tens of millions of dollars that costs. Not paying the Pentagon to come up with stupid reports that are obvious? I don't know if 20,000 is a a significant enough force redeployment to... uh, um, that it would affect uh, our strategic readiness, but everyone, all the most of the military experts are saying that uh, we don't have the troops to really available right now to put in Iraq 
to make an effective force out of what they're they're talking about increasing 50 60 70,000 more troops we don't have them right now Mm-mm. that's why when Wrangel our good friend Charles Wrangel talks about the draft uh-huh it's a, such a double-edged sword. It's a. It's really quite. I was going to get to Wrangle, okay. but you know we yeah. might as well just say it now. Wrangle yeah. proposed uh, that there be a draft. Now this, is, of course, is something he throws out there to just push uh, the Republicans' button. Yeah, there's. I don't think he really intends to have a draft. But what he's saying is, if you really need the troop strength, you need a draft. The Republicans are shooting back that they're getting. Well, we have plenty of recruits right now. We don't need a draft. We ha- we have an all volunteer. Uh, but they're armed not meeting. forces. They are meeting the the, the uh, they just met the quota last month. This is after they lowered standards. Lowered standards, yeah. and they're dangling more money in front of these yep. guys. That's mm-hmm. they You can get up to forty thousand dollars if you enlist in the, in, in the uh, army now. Well, before, and, I guess and you can be tax credits too. and credits and. School credits and all the rest of $40,000. Yeah, and you can be stupid about it. Um, Not about it. You can just have lower standards. Well, that's right. You, you have a lower standards in the service now. That's how they're getting recruits. Why don't we just not have any standards? We might we'd get probably, a, yeah. yeah, we'd fill them up. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. The, uh, the thing is that Wrangell is doing is, yeah, he is he is prompting a debate, a national debate, on whether or not we want, uh, we want a larger force. But also he's, and I think this is the right approach, and that is, the point is that the, most of the people who are making these decisions about the war in Iraq and deploying U.S. troops have no dog in the fight. They have no dog in the fight. Nobody in their family, nobody that they generally know in their nor They never were life. a dog in any fight. Yeah, they, that's right. Most of them never served in the armed forces. And now we are so divorced, we are probably more disconnected from this particular war and the, and the, and the force that's fighting this war than we have ever been in our history. And this is an attempt to force the issue, to force people to confront it in a, in a more real way. Wrangel's proposal. Wrangel's proposal to reinstate the draft. It was reported that the U.S. Air Force conducted more than 2,000 airstrikes in Afghanistan over the past six months. That's a sharp increase in bombing. I, yep. I, just, I just go back to when uh, our good friend Seymour Hirsch was here, and he was talking about how much more we're bombing than we really are aware of. And, and that he was talking about Iraq, but I know that as you're talking about it, Afghanistan— this the the death from above that the U.S. is visiting on these two countries is probably staggering. If we knew what it was really happening there, we don't know, and that's the problem. I just told you. Well, you said two thousand, which is that's a lot, and I'm yeah. sure that I'm sure that a a country with virtually no infrastructure like Afghanistan to be two thousand bombs or two thousand sorties or whatever yeah. on that country had to be sorties. Sorties. That's what they used to call them. I don't know if they still call them that. Uh, it's probably a pretty. The significant Tony Blair amount of damage. told uh, David Frost, Sir David Frost, to you, Mike. Oh, um, Sir David, David is he Frost. still around? Well, he's working for Al Jazeera now. Is that right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well. And he, uh, Tony Blair, was on Al Jazeera. Yeah. And said that uh, the invasion of Iraq was pretty much of a disaster. Well, well, thank you, Tony. Yeah, You're thanks. about uh, yeah. three years too late. And but. thank, and thanks for feeding. Uh, us false information that you knew was yep. false. Thanks for to your intelligence services for doing that, helping push us on the domestic political front, pushing us towards war. Thank you, Tony. Syria's foreign minister visited Iraq to discuss renewing diplomatic relations between the two nations. We got Syria and Iraq working together now. Well, that's Perhaps. nice. We are we are a, a uniter and not a divider, apparently. And President Bush formally formally launched an internal review of his Iraq policy. Oh, that's nice. To go along with Baker's 
Did you see that little clip of him? Of of Mr. Talking Bush? About, yeah, talking about how he thought he had, they had good members in there. Did you see that little clip? That he had? Good members? He, he was impressed by the members, the of, members? The, of the commission. And no, they asked some good questions. Be. And they asked some good questions. Yeah? I mean, it was just so... It, it, what is it, Mike? I don't know. I mean, he, he just looks... He looks at... In, when he is forced to talk off the cuff... Yeah. Without any script... He this just, is news to you? Well, no, it's not. But, we saw it six but, years ago. Well, of course. But he at this point... You off would, the cuff. But you would think that after six years of doing it... The he, coke kind of rattled inside his brain. It cleaned out you would think, all of the you connections would th- I, I between his... I think you or I would... After six years, would get better at whatever it was we were doing. I don't I, think we have. I think we were, we're a little marginally better. Pakistan test-fired a new version of its nuclear-capable medium-range missile. That's good. Yeah, that's great news. <laughs> <laughs> it once it once it was right after peace talks with India too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just in case you guys thought we meant that we wanted to have peace here. Check this rocket out. <laughs> uh, Senator. Yeah. Trent Lott. Oh, this is so good. Yeah. This is so great. You remember that he was uh, yeah. booted from the uh, Senate, leadership leadership. Senate leadership 4 years ago because now they said they were racially insensitive marks. It's uh, remarks. They, they were remarks that uh Trumpeted the career of Strom Thurmond, and, and where we and stepped over the line was, yeah. you know, where he stepped over the line when he said, "If we had voted for you yeah. in forty, we wouldn't have these problems today." Yeah, but what the hell was he talking about? Well, he's I would an avowed I, segregationist who said that race mixing was you know a crime against humanity. Who knows what was going on? Yeah, in yeah, head. yeah. Well, well, it's it's kind of the same though. It's, I'm going to give him the the John Kerry doubt on that. However, he does not deserve to be the uh, minority leader. No. Yeah, and that's what he is. Now. Yeah, I know. He's elevated. I know. He is. You, I'm sorry. And this is going to sound, I guess it'll sound prejudiced, but I just look at him and he reminds me of somebody that would have fit very nicely as an apparatchik in the apartheid government of South Africa. Most of the Republican leadership in this country today, most of them, look like guys who were, you know, from the, the clerk family. Or, you look, you look like a member of the I could be family. and, uh-huh. and I and I'll, I'll accept that I do uh-huh. look like that but I don't act like I look I, like I could be a member of the Manson family Well see there you go <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. I don't but I don't act like somebody who who would fit very comfortably in the apartheid Well but regime. I think you are prejudiced though I think we're all prejudiced about certain things What do uh-huh. you what do you think I'm prejudiced about in particular is there something about the de clerks Well <laughs> you're right I am Look at the look at them Cheney does he look like an Afrikaner to you I mean, you know, I mean, doesn't he look well, like you know, a guy that he literally if looks? If you put him in some spandex, he wouldn't. <laughs> I, I, I just these all. I mean, just go down the list of these guys, except Melman. Mm. Melman looks gay to me, but well, he's gone. He so, is gay. Yeah, oh, see, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Hey, he should. Yeah, he should, he should be. Yeah, he's. Uh, you know, but most of them. I mean, he's queer I mean. and he's here. <laughs> the Bush administration asked a federal judge to dismiss a lawsuit brought by former CIA officer Valerie Plame yeah. and her husband against Vice President Dick Cheney oh. for alleged involvement in disclosing her employment. So the Bush administration wants to forget about it. Ah, that that's thing. old hat. That yeah. Get rid of that. And uh, we must say that the House Majority Leader now is Steny Hoyer. Oh, How do you come up with a name like that? I don't know. Steny. Yeah. Yeah. What was what's the what's the long version can of I, that? Can I can I give you a real quick uh, quick thing? Steny and I have Stenfeld? a little, Steny and I have crossed paths. Did yeah. you know that? 
Steny was the ranking Democrat on the uh, investigation into voter fraud. Yeah. When they were when they were out here. Yeah. And and they were doing the hearings and Dornan was yeah. claiming that Loretta Sanchez had won by virtue of fraud. And did you urinate with him or something? No, or? I didn't urinate with him, but my name was on a congressional subpoena. Uh-huh. And uh signed by Steny. Well, fought they fought the congressional subpoena. Well, actually, I don't but know how not, much they fought. I, but, I don't even but care anyway, about No, this. no, but I just I Steny and I we're we're buds. We go back cuz he, 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 he was didn't he want did, Steny. He did me a solid. He did you a solid? Yeah, okay. he did me a solid. So I'll give him a, I give him a pass. Well, then maybe that's good. Maybe yeah, he should yeah, be. Yeah. I, John Murtha, it would have been nice to see only because only. he was so critical of the war. I know, and it would have been a nice signal yeah. and all that. I agree with that. But I, I know, I'm, but then he did me a solid. <laughs> the city council of Greenleaf, Idaho, passed an ordinance that makes it mandatory for most residents to own a gun. Yeah. And that, so that the town will be able to protect itself. This is the reason they gave. You know, they... They made it mandatory so that most people would own a gun. So just in case another Katrina came along, they could right. protect themselves from the refugees. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of is they uh, old on the on, on all in the family years ago, like Archie that. Archie got the opportunity to, re, uh, to do a editorial rebuttal on the local TV station, and he said the way to fight Archie um, who Archie Bunker on Archie Jamal Bunker? and the family. He's they got on Jamal and family? Uh, all in the family. Oh, and, I thought there was another well, alternative there was a, yeah, called Jamal, Jamal and the family. family. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and he so he goes on his editorial reply to gun control editorial was or for I mean hijacking was yeah. to give all of the passengers on the plane a gun uh-huh. that way if somebody stands up and that's a good idea yeah, I think that's isn't that excellent that's really good thinking mm-hmm. yeah some women in Japan were reportedly experiencing constant orgasms their condition known as persistent sexual arousal syndrome or PSAS. I know you want me to say something. No, no, I just, I, know, I knew you I wouldn't. Know, I know you're baiting me into some I'm kind of... I'm baiting you. you I just too. thought it was interesting. Yeah, you did what? think it was interesting. Didn't you think it's, don't you think it's interesting? What if you were experiencing I'm not saying anything. a you're constant not gonna, orgasm? You're not going to bait couldn't me even, into... You couldn't even work under those conditions. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> and, you know, and you know that pizza delivery sales would be skyrocketing. Now, I was hoping you'd say that yeah. you, you wanted to make... Uh, women experiencing constant orgasms mandatory. Oh yeah, yeah. That's uh, what I was yeah, hoping. Yeah. See, for. I'm not. I'm just. I'm not going to go there. Signs of warming continued in the Arctic, with a decline in sea ice, an increase in shrubbery, <laughs> and uh, oh, and rising worries about the the ice sheet. So, I mean, literally, the the uh, shrubs are growing closer to the pole. Yeah, yeah. You don't want shrubs near your pole, is what I've always heard. See Tom, no. See that Tom? Is that where no, we're going? Is, was it no? Is that or, where you want us to go? That, I don't, I'm not going the, anywhere. Is that Mike, the direction what? we there, should is, be going? Is it something I said? Shrubs next to your pole. <laughs> I'm sorry. It I'm just not, came out yeah, that yeah, way. No, you don't want shrubs next Constant to the pole. orgasms and shrubs by your pole. <laughs> Tom, no. Yeah. Why can't you? Why don't you just let it go? It I'm works just, better I'm, if you let those things yeah, go. I'm just, if you dwell on I'm the innuendo. I'm not dwelling. No, I'm not. You did. I'm, you said, is this where you want this thing to go? Okay, I was right. ready to talk about Tom No. Okay. Is that it, how you pronounce his name? I think it is. I have, the GOP fundraiser from uh, Oh, from, from Ohio. Ohio. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was guy. sentenced to 18 years in prison. Oh, darn. Yeah. So, so he was the fall guy in that one. He was trying to sell coins yeah. that were owned by the government yeah. to uh, raise, make a little profit, to raise money yeah. for the- Candidates in Ohio. And, oops, that, he shouldn't have done nope. that. No. The Bush administration appointed a new chief of family planning programs at the Department of Health and Human Services, Eric K. 
Kerouac. I'm sure he's progressive and forward-thinking. Uh-huh. He worked at a Christian pregnancy counseling organization that regards the distribution of contraceptives as demeaning to women. How could I, <laughs> how could I have been so wrong? About what? About that. I was sure that they would have picked somebody who would have been... Yeah? Yeah. Demeaning to women. Different than that. Well, I always think whenever I hold a rubber... Yeah. It's, you know, personally, yeah. I think this is demeaning. Yeah, to somebody here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One of us is, this is very demeaning. Well, you put this on. <laughs> you put Because, you know, this is just demeaning if I have to. Yeah, exactly. The Bush administration won overwhelming Senate support for its plan to create a broad strategic partnership with India that reverses decades of U.S. non-proliferation policies. In other words, the Senate pretty much uh, set us up for... Proliferation, nuclear proliferation. Of course, of course, we have this again. Yeah, this agreement with India. It makes a uh, exception to the uh, laws that forbid transfers of nuclear technology for India. A little exception there, kind of like the the uh, the Gore versus Bush thing there. Yeah, in Florida, this is only exception. a one time deal. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. This, otherwise this ruling has no legal standing. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I, I, I don't know what else you're going to talk. According about. to well, I'm going to talk about a Cambridge Energy Research associate. World Oil Production report that it will not fall. Peak oil is a sham. Oil, oh, oil production will not fall for another 24 years. And uh, the world has 3.74 trillion barrels of oil left, enough to last Destroy the planet. 100, 122 years at current consumption it, rate. If you really feel that it can destroys the planet, Mike, it's more leave than, your car here it, and walk home. It's more than enough to destroy the planet. Is what I would say. Like That's what I they said, should have said. Leave in the your report. car here and walk. They home. should have said in the report, "It's more than enough to destroy the planet." That's leave your car here, walk home. Okay, you're you're either with it, you know, you're you're part of this uh, problem or part of the solution. Yeah, 120. They say it's okay though. We got 122 years left of this oil. Yeah, I'm sure we do. Aren't you going to ask me uh, who put the report out? Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Or you know. <laughs> No, it's yeah, not. Yeah. Actually, it's it's kind of curious. Pulitzer Prize winning author Daniel Jurgen. These are they have worked for oil companies before, but they've been doing reports for oil companies before. I'm sure something's skewed here, but I haven't heard anybody in an outrage over this. That's the curious part about this. You, and I go to all the liberal blogs. You mm-hmm. know, I do all that kind of stuff. Nobody said you know, th- there should be a report out there somewhere. I would think that would contradict all the findings of this report. Well, not we, yet. Well, we did have. Um and his name escapes when we had him on the program to talk about this. Michael Clare? Thank you. Uh-huh. Oh, no, no, it wasn't Michael Clare. There's a, we've had a few yeah, oil, peak we, oil well, folk but we, on. Michael Clare did talk about oil, yeah. certainly. But it was, a, it was a Brit yeah, that you're I thinking just think, of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so let's not worry about that. All right, now. Tony Blair? Was it Tony we Blair? We had Tony Blair on. President Bush renominated Kenneth Tomlinson. That was so true. <laughs> there's, a, there's, yeah. a, there's a man who's loyal to a fault. He's already, Bush he's already, he's under investigation for all kinds of craziness yeah. over there. This is to the uh, Broadcasting Board of Governors. Tomlinson the, resigned from the board under criticism that he wanted just to add all this conservative programming because right. of the liberal media bias. Yeah, because they got what? Bill Moyers on. <laughs> yeah, That's that it. was pretty much it. That's it. You got I mean, Bill Moyers. Oh, and speaking of liberal bias at yeah. PBS, which has been going on for years, uh, you may recall that back in the 70s, uh, someone who just died this week. Milton Friedman yeah. had a lengthy series yeah. well, uh, right before the election of Reagan in 1980 uh, 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 based on his book, that is Milton Friedman's book, Free to Choose. Right. It was a 
economic tract by Friedman, yeah. free market tract by Friedman, which he's so known for, yeah. school of Chicago stuff. And you want to see how that stuff works, just go down to uh, Chile now yeah. and see how and prosperous see how, that country is. They adopted they are. Friedman's yeah, policies. Friedman's and don't forget, let's not forget that Firing Line was on PBS Forever. Yeah. Let's not forget that McGlo- John McLaughlin has his own show on, on PBS. He does? Yeah, I I, he, I don't watch PBS because they, they always have those like Moody Blues fundraisers. I know it. I hate that I know, stuff. I know. Me too. Yeah. Me too. You, you get to watch what? The Kingston Trio and the Moody Blues, the Moody Blues for their fundraisers. The Folkman. And, and my taxpayer dollars are know, going to support the Moody Blues. The, this uh, disgusts me. The Bee Gees reunion concert. Yeah. The, uh, How can that happen? But anyways, this is not a liberal bias. Yeah. The Moody Blues? Come no, on. No. Everyone knows. Yeah. Those guys were... This guys were right wing reactionaries. Everybody, uh-huh. yeah, knights in white satin. It was a, it was a call for a proto fascist dictator to take over. Right. Everybody knights knows of, it. Knights, yeah. knights in white satin. Yeah. Was, that yeah. was a Ku Klux Klan. I it believe. was like I believe that's you're yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. The the gay members of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> it's usually you know it's, well, the it's satin and denim. Yeah, yeah, the satin, satin thing there. Yeah. yeah. President Bush irked Senate Democrats by resubmitting the names of six judicial nom. He irked them. Oh, he irked them. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, you know. Six judicial nominees. And that's, then who, they started threatening the yeah. Democrats. They installed these nominations yeah, before. For good reason. Yeah. As the right-wing were. lunatics. <laughs> yeah. And now they, 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 what the, uh, the Republicans are screaming bloody murder, if they, don't, if they don't approve these guys, they'll be held to pay in the next session. Clear Channel was sold for $18.7 billion. Wow. Uh, this is a nice one, too. The biggest annual whale hunt got underway. Six ships sent sail from Japan. Yeah, They're going to the Arctic yeah. or the Antarctic. Yeah. You know where they have the poles and the bushes are getting near. All right. Let me, all right. There were, they, there in the Antarctic, they hope to kill 860 whales. I don't know why they're so precise, but I guess it's for the research that they're doing. Oh, it's yeah, all that proposed, research. Yeah, that they're they're, they well, eat I, the whale I, meat and they go, hmm, uh, I need a little bit of more of this to determine my research. This was, yeah, too good. Yeah. Too good for words. Uh, no, and I, I, yeah, I'm sure I there's probably a limit. That's probably the limit. The eight hundred sixty. Yeah, yeah, probably that's it. The whaling limit. The whaling limit. I'm sorry, Everybody, sir. On your, on your whaling license, you get. Yeah, in. you're gonna have to only get eight hundred sixty. Uh, and finally, uh, yeah. And finally, yeah. It was reported that a Brazilian cat named Mimi had mated with a dog and birthed hybrid kitten pups. Weekly Signal's Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com. And be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.